That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, folks, we'll start the show in just one second. But first, we are talking to the fifth generation owner of Omaha Steaks, uh, Todd Simon. Wow, I hate to say it. In the midst of this crisis, we're living through what a great time for Omaha Steaks. You were already on this, right? Flash frozen, safely delivered to your door. You get an amazing amount of food that you can stock up in your freezer. Well, that's right. I mean, we are experts in frozen food delivery, and we've been shipping great protein and meals and steaks, you know, directly to people's homes since the mid-50s. So we're already sort of set up and expert at it. So, you know, when people, you know, either stopped wanting to go to stores or when stores didn't have enough supply, uh, we were ready to, to step in and really help our customer family make sure that they were able to stock up and have what they needed during this unfortunate moment. And your quality is amazing. I just am amazed the amount you get for the price that you yeah. get, right? Because you actually have like stock up varieties now. Tell us about those. That's right. So if you go to our website now, we're focusing a lot on stock up packages because what we're finding is that what our customers want is they want a big box with a lot of portions so they can get that in their freezer and so that they can make sure that they're doing great meals at home, but they're not kind of creating monotony, right? They really want variety. My wife now is cooking something different every night, looking for different recipes. So we've got these pre-packed stock-up boxes that are ready to ship now. They're filled with a huge variety of steaks, of premium poultry and pork. We've got no-work family meals for your slow cooker, your oven. We've got skillet meals. We've got side dishes. And we've got artisan desserts. And one of the things, you know, we've heard is that, you know, don't forget the sweets, right? People want to have something sweet to end the meal. So great food, cooked easily. One less problem that really people have to deal with right now is they're thinking about so many things that could potentially overwhelm them. And Todd, can I just say, uh, during this time of crisis, the Stephanie Miller Show so appreciates our sponsors because everyone's having a tough time. And let me just say, my listeners get the need to support my sponsors. You've been so loyal to us and they've been so loyal to you. And now it's a win-win-win for everybody. So thank you so much. Go to OmahaStakes.com, type Stephanie in the box. And Todd, thanks so much for your time. Well, thank you so much and please stay safe. You too. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. That's it for the Trump material. That's all. Because look, I could, and by the way, people that tell me, oh, you comedians must be so happy. Trump is president. It's just all this free material. You know what? Yes, there's a lot of material, but there's too fucking much. It's exhausting. Being a comedian while Trump is president is like, like imagine there's, a, there's an insane man on the sidewalk just shitting on the sidewalk and yelling about Hitler. And so you're looking at it, and you, and you immediately think of the funniest joke about shitting on the sidewalk and yelling. And you turn to tell it to a bunch of people, and then behind you, he's taken the shit and made a sombrero out of it. So you turn and you tell your amazing 
shitting on the sidewalk joke, and everyone goes, oh no, that was, dude, turn around, he made a sombrero out of it. Do a sombrero joke. Like, ah, oh, fuck. I can, make a, I can make fun of shit he did the last couple of days. By the time this thing airs, you guys are gonna be going, wait, what? What was that again? Because he took his dick out when they lit the Christmas tree. I don't know why you're talking about Seska. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 7, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,174 of the Trump crisis, 211 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend, Buzz Burbank. Hi there, hello, Buzz. Hello, 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 everybody. Hi, uh, Bob. Hi. Let's get this right up front. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And while we're broadcasting, we dangle our face masks on our left ear. <laughs> I, right. I, I don't even know what that means. Hey, this program note, uh, even though you will see his name in the credits at the end of the show, uh, none of today's show was written by Tommy Lee. <laughs> so they asked people, what do you hate the most, the coronavirus or Donald Trump? And uh, the numbers are very close, uh, so we're still waiting on the results from Iowa. Uh, a very sad news this week. I know a lot of people were shocked and, and very upset about this. A tiger at the Bronx Zoo got the virus, mm-hmm. got the coronavirus, yep. you know. Here's the problem. Zoo officials say they just could not get the monkeys to wear face masks. <laughs> Stupid monkeys. Monkeys, <laughs> monkeys always work. Always funny. Uh, it's a it's a scary world out there right now, people. I know that. You know that. Uh, here's the latest. Uh, the CDC is now warning Americans about a possible resurgence of Louis C.K. <laughs> so, be on the lookout. Watch out. Well, I stopped talking, check it and see. I sold my shares about a million and three. Oh, will they catch me? Do you think there's a chance? I'm stuck. I got some news ahead of time that the market would decline. They want to know what I'm doing with all my dough. Now it's up to you. We can make a secret E-Trade too. <laughs> Just me and you. I'm going to show you how. A great Rocky Mountain Mike, along with Steve and Mary in Ann Arbor. Stock dumping. Uh, Republican Senator David Perdue bought stock at a company that makes personal protective equipment on the same uh-huh. day he received a classified Senate briefing oh, on the spread Bob. of the virus Bob. in the United States. Bob, yeah. you alarmist. That's just a coincidence. That's Of course, it's just I'm just wearing my tinfoil hat a little bit too tight. It's all right. a big, big old conspiracy. At least that's what the commenters at Salon there, are telling me right now. There, there you go, making up reality again. <laughs> 
Here we are, another Tuesday in pl- plague times. And I'm uh, pissed. I'm, I'm really pissed. I'm pissed. At, and I'll use your word, and I don't swear very often. You know, I do it selectively. But let me get this right out uh, off the top today. Yep. This is fuckery. This is sheer fuckery. This, this, this business, just before we started to record this show, we got the breaking news at the yeah. time that, that uh, Trump had removed the inspector general, a, a defense department, a Pentagon guy who was going to oversee the the allocation of the $2.2 trillion right. in uh, relief and, and uh, you know, re- rebuilding the economy sorts of, of moves. Yeah. And uh, th- this guy is now out. The, the law, the bill, the law that Trump signed requires him to have an inspector general to oversee this. Now, you know, I don't know, Jared or somebody's doing it. And, and, and this is not at all what the law intended. And, of course, you know, uh, bless her heart, Nancy Pelosi says, uh, well, we're going to have congressional oversight too but uh, we saw how that worked out yeah, with uh, yeah. the impeachment we saw how effective subpoenas are of uh, to get to the mm-hmm. bottom of these sorts of things so i'm just i'm so this happened just before the show and i'm just on fire about it, it, it you know i'm just it's fuckery it's yeah. just more fuckery yep everyone uh, is on the chopping block inside the trump administration if they had any sort of overlap whether they're government workers with career uh-huh. uh, government employees or political right. appointees doesn't matter if they show even the slightest bit of disloyalty to that unforgivable pus monster in the White House, they're going to get canned. And and we can pretty much count on the fact that not only has this inspector general for the Pentagon, uh, Glenn Fine, Larry's brother, uh-huh. been fired, uh, or not necessarily fired, was he just removed and, and transferred Re- somewhere else? Is yeah, that- removed. Yeah, they're going to put him in a basement somewhere. Uh, yeah. It'll be like a ship. <laughs> That's right. And the next thing that'll happen will be uh, this HHS Inspector General, uh, Christy Grimm, who uh, Uh was certainly integral in yesterday's Trump show, because I'm I'm sure you saw the uh, fracas with Jonathan Carl and Donald Trump, where... Oh, yes. Yeah, where Trump... I don't even know where to begin with that whole business, but... does he? Let's start here. Does he even think that's working anymore? You know, that act is so tired now. Yeah. And yeah. to see, I mean, it's, it's, it's like you have a child, and we make that comparison so often with Trump. <laughs> yes, but in this case, a, a child that's just uh, does some annoying things, and you think, well, okay, kids do annoying things. Mm-hmm. But then when they won't stop, uh, you want to seat them in a corner and yeah. make them be quiet. Uh, and and that would be great in Trump's case. Uh, it's just I'm just sick and tired of this. I can't imagine that even his supporters think that that sort of bullying is fun anymore. I understood it at first, but aren't you tired now? And and I can't help but think that many are. Yeah, I can't imagine how they could continue to follow along with this whiny diaper baby, this vindictive little petty mm-hmm. man who thinks that anyone who even slightly undermines this, uh, whatever he's doing, this performance art for the sake of re-election, however you want to define what he's doing right now, this rank incompetence, anyone who says anything slightly contradictory. I mean, it's amazing that Dr. Fauci hasn't been canned either. Yeah, I think the only reason he hasn't is because Trump knows how incredibly uh, popular Fauci is, Yeah, and he wants to ride on that star a little bit if he can, especially since he could really use the help right now, I think. And this uh, HHS IG, uh, Christy Grimm, 
issued this report the other day in which she had surveyed 323 hospitals between March 23rd and 27 and concluded they had insufficient capacity to handle the surge of coronavirus patients. And then yesterday, when Trump was repeatedly asked about this, he started to get uh, bitchy and whiny and vindictive against anyone who was asking him these sorts of things. And first, the first person to ask him about it, ironically enough, was a Fox News reporter, who he then proceeded to kind of corral into some other weird tangent about the person's name. And, of course, the Fox News reporter didn't know the name, didn't know Christy Grimm. And so Trump automatically wrote that off and framed that as, wow, uh-huh. she doesn't even know what she's talking about. And then then he went to Jonathan Carl, who asked the same question. And he goes, who appointed this person? Who appointed Christy Grimm? Well, he didn't say, because Trump doesn't know who the HHS IG is, or at least right. he didn't know yesterday. Right. Uh, he just knew that there was some sort of trouble with the HHS IG. And so he said, well, uh, when was that person appointed? Jonathan Garl didn't know. So he said, well, okay, well, I'm going to come back to you, a-hole, or whatever insults that Trump threw at mm-hmm. Jonathan Carl. And then when he finally did, Jonathan Carl walked right into it. Jonathan Carl stuck his body in front of that pitch and, <laughs> and took one to the head because yeah. what happened was he said uh, somewhat inaccurately, he said that Christy Grimm was appointed under Obama, under the previous that administration. Is. And before he got out the words previous administration, Trump was like, there you go, fake news, you're fake news, I got you, I got you, I got... And so it became this whole thing confirming for Trump and illustrating for all his crazy red hat cultists that, yeah, the, the White House press corps is all about fake news, especially Jonathan Carl. Yeah, and then what did he say to Jonathan Carl? He said, uh, I hope you get somewhere someday or something. No, 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 just the opposite of that. He said, you'll never get anywhere. Oh, you'll never, never get anywhere. Yeah. You'll, oh, they're the exact words. The words were, you're not going to make it. You're ah! not going to make it. <laughs> Jonathan <right>. Carl. Uh, <laughs> Eight, eight, eight years as ABC News uh, White House correspondent. He's yeah. uh, reported from 30 different countries. He's covered the State Department right. uh, and other uh, key uh, d- departments of government. Uh, he's the president of the White House Correspondents Association. He won the Cronkite Award for Individual Achievement. Uh, I don't know. We'll just have to sit back and see if uh, if Jonathan Carl uh, ever goes anywhere. Uh, we certainly know where where Trump is headed. To your point, if I understand this correctly, Christie was actually appointed uh, during the Bush administration. She's worked for uh, multiple uh, presidential administrations now. And uh, to your point uh, about uh, these sorts of people, these career people in government, uh, not only does he not want career people, uh, you know how uh, you, you've seen the, the help wanted phrase, uh, no experience required. Yeah. Uh, with the White House, it's required. No experience. Anyone with experience is a threat to Donald Trump. That's right. Exactly yeah. Don't was. bring the facts, whatever yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah. Indeed, what happened was uh, Christy Graham is one of these career government workers. She's not in any way right. a political appointee until I think her service in government began in 1999, which doesn't indicate that Clinton had anything to okay. do. She was hired in 1999 in to right. a government job, which, you know, thousands of people work in the right. federal bureaucracy who have nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with the presidency or the White House. So she was appointed to the HHS IG office in 2014 okay. and was promoted to principal deputy inspector general 
earlier this year. So uh-huh. Donald Trump himself, the Donald Trump White House, Promoted. upped her to this role. Inspectors general typically That's... career civil servants who act as the government's internal watchdog to police mismanagement right. and graft. And so that was the point. But I mean, ultimately, doesn't matter what administration she was under. She was a career government employee. But right. the fact right. is that she was uh, politically appointed. She was politically elevated under uh-huh. Donald Trump. So that right. whole pissy pants uh, performance art act that Donald Trump put on yesterday in front of Jonathan Carl insulting him and screaming about fake news that was all bullshit because first of all Trump doesn't know who Christy Grimm is as I said right. he had no idea yesterday that this person was even a woman he was referring to Christy Grimm as him throughout uh-huh. that That's, exchange with Jonathan Carl and not he's her done that before. he's done that before yeah. yeah he has no fucking idea So we can pretty much expect that Christy Graham is going to be fired at any point now. I'm fairly certain of it because it made Trump look bad. And indeed, what he is doing at this point is he is undermining the veracity and authority of anyone who isn't Donald Trump. So if anyone, well, uh, well, unless they're agreeing with him 100% across the board. He's been doing that since the campaign and hasn't missed a day since. Yeah, Yeah, and so now he's doing it with the World Health Organization. Oh, sure. He he was attacking the World Health Organization on uh, Twitter today. He said the WHO really blew it for some reason funded Ah. largely by the United States, yet, see, there's the whole thing. Like, oh, we're paying and no one's ever paying their fair share. We're doing all of the pay. You know, it's that canard again. Yeah. So it's trying to take credit, but it's also trying to place blame yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, it's right. trying to, you know, he knows the finger of blame is coming at him from all directions. It's fingers of blame, mm. and there are many of them, and they're all right. Yeah. And he knows, and he knows that. And so mm. he's resorting to his usual tactic of uh, blaming somebody else and uh, praising his own work at the same time. And in this case, uh, with the World Health Organization, this is a conspiracy theory that began uh, <laughs> some time ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, with Donald Trump Jr. tweeting about how the WHO is in the pocket of China. And we see this here with Trump tweeting, uh, funded largely by the United States, the WHO, yet right. very China-centric. China. We will be giving that a good look, he said. Fortunately, I rejected their advice on keeping our borders open to China early on. Right? And first of all, we don't have fucking borders with China. This is one of the things that's driving me batty. In the, is I can't even evaluate anymore or prioritize what's driving me nuts more often. It's all driving me nuts. Industry, for example, is driving me nuts. The fact that he keeps saying that we somehow have a border with China is also driving me crazy, but here it is again. So this is about anyone who might be giving information that is either contrary to Donald Trump or somehow makes Donald Trump's response appear incompetent, they are immediately going to be suspect and undermined so that he can actually frame all of the right decisions through him, even though he's made mostly wrong decisions and all. Yeah. He's trying, he's trying to sell that idea, but there's nobody in the world. And I mean, the planet, I mean, every nation on earth knows that's not true. Yeah. Uh, Again, to me, it's, it's this, it's not that he it's not just that he wants everybody to listen to him and nobody else. It's it's more than that. Yeah. This is him 
shifting the blame that is coming his way like a freight train <laughs> uh, onto somebody, anybody else, as many other people as possible, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And at the same time, praising his own work uh, in terms of defending the American taxpayer dollar uh, against uh, being taken advantage of by the World Health Organization, which is all about China. <laughs> uh, you know, and he's, he's been about he's, he's been about blaming China yeah. uh, for this from from the very beginning. And China does bear some blame. Mm. But uh, the Trump's mission in reminding us of that is to shift the blame off of himself. <laughs> you know, here are several things. I've labeled this on my notes as the Trump brain worms update. Here, here now is the Trump brain worms update. This okay. uh, goes back to what I was saying with uh, industry, how he says in, uh -huh. industry. I don't I'm know. <laughs> I don't know who yeah, pronounces I'm, it that way, but he I, does. I, I understand, and I'm a little yeah. worried about you, Bob. Take a uh, breath. Maybe, maybe. Maybe there's a teeny tiny reason think, to be worried. I, you think, know. I know. Just think blood pressure. Just, <laughs> just, you know, just yeah. uh, approach, this, approach this calmly. I'm embracing the Trump derangement syndrome. I'm wearing it like a blanket right now. Uh, I wrote down some Trump quotes here from the last three or four Trump shows. For example, I was never involved in a model, at least not this kind of model, yeah, there's that one. That that got a lot of attention. Yes, it did. Thank you. We know Trump fucks models. Congratulations, Mr. Trump. You've conned them into yeah. being goodly enough to have sex with you. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. You ever have an uncle who just uh, stops everything cold with something really inappropriate? That's that's, yes. that's what just happened there. <laughs> exactly. All right. He said. What else uh, you got? He said yesterday talking about I don't know who, but they, he said this uh, series of sentences. They called him Chopper. His name was Chopper. He was a great helicopter pilot. I know a lot about I know a lot about helicopters. I just I, I love it when he gets into these verbal cul-de-sacs where he's off a on a little boy. Some yeah, little tangent. Just a, just a little boy. I know all about boy. helicopters. That's right. And he loves trucks too. His mom always says, yes. You love trucks. Right. I, I do, I do, I do love trucks. <laughs> Uh, we have many like, oh yeah, this is where he was talking about the distribution of equipment from the federal government to the states. Uh -huh. And he was talking right. about, again, another verbal dead end where he was going, we have many like country spots. Uh, Donald Trump describing American states. Mm -hmm. Something Parts you learn in ninth grade geography, right? Uh, maybe we could allow special for churches. <laughs> he said, on sure. Saturday, we th maybe we could allow special for churches. All of the wisdom of Donald Trump. Thank you. That's uh, really helping. It's really helping. I, yeah, well, stress. I, I, I know, and it's all Twenty Fifth Amendment stuff. You know, we're all we all see. I, I think increasingly, and I said this last week. I think with everybody home uh, watching this stuff, and by the way, watching it last, I understand CNN didn't carry it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the the networks are forging ahead with their newscasts, even when he. Uh, when he spills into their time, which he tries to do intentionally. Uh, you know, it, I, I think America is seeing it with this ridiculous behavior day after day, these these ridiculous, pointless attacks that get us to nowhere on reporters. Uh, not that America has a great empathy for reporters, but it's just, like I said, it's a tired old act, and he's doing it over and over and over again. No. I, I, you know, I just, I, I can't see that this is helping him. 
And uh, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, at some point, uh, these have got to go away. You know, we, we talk about when the virus will go away. Uh, we're also wondering about when the uh, daily briefings will go away. Yeah, well, at least his poll numbers seem to be receding now. And I don't know if uh-huh, it's a direct uh-huh. consequence of the daily Trump shows or what, but the brief bump that he received, probably no, the be- usual patriotic bump that a lot of presidents yeah. get during a crisis, that's going away, isn't it? Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Some of the sheen has has worn off of that of that. Bump. And by the way, uh, checking some numbers, previous poll results in previous presidencies in times of war and that sort of thing, uh, Trump got a little bit of a bump from the coronavirus response that he said he was going to give, uh, but it wasn't as big as the bumps other presidents have gotten. Yeah. So it didn't it didn't bump him up that much in the first place. And uh, I think what you're referring to, or what we're referring to, is the the fatigue from the daily uh, briefings. I think we'll see that in next week's uh, poll results. Yeah. So I because remember it all lags behind at least a week, if not longer, of, of what's actually happening in the news. Uh, people have to talk about it for a couple of days on social media or hear about it from somebody else yeah. before they uh, begin to perhaps alter their opinions. And uh, so I, I think we'll see the numbers. The numbers, some of the sheen is already worn off, and I I think we'll see uh, more of it drop and perhaps substantially. Uh, next week and in the weeks to come. I hope you're right, because the thing that I keep thinking about, Buzz, is that this guy is performing for 40% of the voting population. He's, if that, he's perf- if that yeah. at this point, honestly. That, yeah, yeah. But he is performing for his loyalists. He's performing for his red right. hat. So what's happening as a consequence of this is all the rest of us are watching this while also inundated with all of the stress that goes along with a pervasive right. epidemic like the one that we're facing and then you couple that with the fact that Donald Trump is lashing out and acting like a maniac on television for upwards of two two well, and a half hours a day that is making everything worse for most of the country as an observer and a writer you you have to watch this stuff and and, yeah. and I I have to I don't, I'll be honest. I don't. Uh, as a journalist, I don't watch these briefings. There are plenty of retellings of, of what happened and plenty of clips, so I can see for myself what happened. I don't care to put myself through this. I'm increasingly hearing from people who say, "I, I can't take this. I it's just constant coronavirus all the time, and it's driving me nuts." And I've been advising people, you know what? Turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're not Bob and you're not me and you're not doing the sorts of things that we're doing, uh, check in once or twice a day to see what's new. Yeah. But but do not turn it on and leave it on. I think many of you have already learned this lesson. Uh, I know that I have, uh, even though I'm steeped in it here at the computer throughout the day. Uh, but it's okay. I Normally I would say, oh, don't turn off the news. I'm telling you, turn off the news, check in with a couple of times a day, and be sure to listen to podcasts you like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why we're here. I mean, one of the reasons we're here is so that we could absorb a lot of that negative energy and then translate it out to uh, uh, the people who pay attention to but, us. And that's, yeah. But, but. but I want to say about your list, about your list of things, you know, there's no discounting the craziness of the things that you listed that, that he said there. <laughs> yeah. Just just in the last, what'd you say, two or three briefings. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we can't let that stress us or distract us from the bigger picture, which is Trump missed this. Trump, yeah. Trump, 
Trump has allowed perhaps tens of thousands of more people to die than should have died or would have died if appropriate action were taken at an appropriate time. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing now, what little we're seeing now, is too late. Yeah, It's already here. We have our, our up curve has shot through every other countries in the world. We, we and Great Britain's not far behind us, but we have uh, we've we've totally screwed this up, and there was and and this isn't just oops. This is this is tens of thousands of individual members of families whose loved ones have lost them to this virus that could have been contained and mitigated much more and much earlier, and that is the and the and that and the evidence of it. Uh, and and uh, by the way, now what's happening to the uh, relief money? Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the things we we should focus more on. We already know how crazy he is. That's right. So I, if I may, I like to I like to try to adjust your focus when I can. And 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 you know because well, it just I I think that <laughs> I think that <laughs> you know you're you're on the right track there almost. I mean, yeah, he's crazy. But but moreover, look at the dangerously deadly things that that stupidity has caused. Oh yeah, and I assure you, in my uh, coverage of the Mad King beat, uh, right, right, <laughs> I am right. focused on those dangerous things primarily. And it's just every once in a while he blurts yeah. out something that I think is so I fucking I deranged that I've got to I got to preserve it for history. I have to preserve it for the record. I draw the line. I refuse to carry. I will. I will carry so much stress, and then I will draw the line. And there's just there's certain crap. I'm just going to ignore it. Let it roll off. Uh, consider it covered <laughs> ground, and and focus on what's happening right now and what we're learning. Well, this is all the more reason to help support uh, independent media these days. And the best yep. way that you can support this show is by going to bobzeskashow.com. That'll take you to our Patreon page. Or else you can also type in patreon.com slash show, or you can just go to bobseska.com. Click the all caps oh. Patreon link beneath the logo. See, I'm giving you lots of op- lots oh. of options. Oh, to hell, 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 just hell, just Google it. <laughs> That's even better. Hey, yeah. uh, here's another one. You could actually drive to the <laughs> Patreon headquarters and shout up to one of the windows. What's the Back Bob the Seska show address? And maybe they'll shout it back down to you because Wait. of social distancing. That's the wear, wear your mask and gloves. Uh, absolutely. But as I said, now's the time to help support independent media. And you can do it for just a, a few dollars a month by subscribing to our bonus content on our Patreon page. Go to bobseskashow.com and pitch in with as little as a dollar per month. But if you sign up for $5 or more, you're going to get all kinds of exclusive bonus content, including the post-mortem show. That's the show that we do after this show, right as the uh, end credits are done rolling. We just keep on talking after all of that. And that becomes its own little show called the post-mortem show. And if you sign up for $10 a month, you're going to get the post-mortem shows plus our Friday After Party podcast, where Kimberly Johnson and I, right here in the refrigerator, talk about politics, pop culture... sexuality of course on the refrigerator and our personal lives plus you'll join one of the fastest growing communities of podcast listeners around that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com thank you so much for doing that and uh that's it bye the bob seska show
Yeah, this is a state to state from Los Angeles. A song called Kings from their Motives EP. One of my faves here. Yeah. Very, very primal. Uh, yeah. Very primal. Uh, yeah, kind of song that makes you want to open up the refrigerator. <laughs> exactly. I, I guess. And, and here's a question. You know, a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people don't hear it, but one of your sponsors is Brooklinen. Do they make? Does Brooklyn make uh, fitted sheets for refrigerators? Do you know? Yes, they do. I see. That's what that's I will choose good. to say in response to that question. <laughs> that's and if that's you don't, wonderful. And that's if you don't have the fitted refrigerator-only sheets, uh-huh. uh, you can take regular sheets and sculpt them into refrigerator-sized sheets. You'll you'll have the softest refrigerator in town. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, all right. And, and that website again for Bob's show is Google.com. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, By the way, we had a brand new indie music countdown on Sunday. So if you're Uh following along with all of our indie music here on the show, make sure to download the indie music countdown. You can get it on the Bob Seska Show uh, feed on all of your favorite podcast players. And also it has its own feed, its own channel. Right. Its own platform on uh, on all of those same things. So if you search for indie music countdown, you can't miss it. It's days of entertainment. This is such a valuable service. (laughs) Yeah. This is such a valuable service at this time with so many people sort of locked down. Uh, oh, if you want to get away, if you want to turn off the news, listen to this music. This is great indie music. And now, as you said, there's a whole library yeah. of shows there. So you can just listen and listen and listen. Fantastic artists like the one you just heard. And, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's uh, it's a very... It's very handy, more than ever right now. This is a handy thing you're doing. Yeah, and I'm amazed that we were able to do this for a full year. We just celebrated the one-year anniversary of the Indie Music Countdown. Congratulations. And uh, I I was initially concerned. I said, well, how long can this last? How many indie bands will I get submissions from? Will this dry up at some point? And the answer is no, 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 no. So bobseska.com slash music. If you have a band, if you're a recording artist, please submit your music. If you want inclusion here on the show, we'll play your song. On the uh, on the show, we do it uh, right out of the commercial breaks for just uh, maybe forty seconds or a minute or something like mm-hmm. that, and then we play all of the songs in full uh, in the indie music countdown at the end of the month, so everyone gets a full play of all of their music. And of course, we repeat a lot of the bands too, so you'll not only get one play of one song, but you'll get uh, you know a bunch of plays moving on into the future. So thank you to everyone for submitting your music to the show. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Okay. So Donald Trump is pushing uh, chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, (laughs) because, 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 because he has a financial stake in it, and not just one financial stake. First, we learned that um, this uh, uh, top manufacturer of hydroxychloroquine, Novartis, uh, uh-huh, we right. learned of news of a connection between Novartis and Trump uh, just the other day. So back in yes. tw- 2017, soon after the inauguration, Novartis agreed to pay Michael Cohen, Says who? Trump's uh-huh. former attorney slash fixer, $100,000 a month for more than a year for lobbying access to the new president. So $1.2 million to the president, basically, through this proxy, Michael well, Cohen, his, his shell company, Essential Consultants, right? We, we don't know how far the money uh, came, and we know for a fact that Novartis got nothing out of the deal. Uh, they, they basically wasted their money. Uh, they gave it or offered it to Cohen, uh, and they got nothing in return. Uh, th- this much we know. But that, that tells us something about the company's willingness to play ball with the president yeah. and uh, and the president, I'm certain, 
got the message uh, that Novartis was offering that kind of help, yeah. uh, even if he didn't actually accept the money or do anything in return for it. So that's suspicion number one. There's also journalists are very busy investigating now what appears to be a couple of million dollars in stock that Rudy Giuliani may have purchased. And he's been another big proponent oh, of yeah. hydrochloroquine, yep. Yep. So, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. The, the thing with essential consultants is that's the shell company, the reputed uh, slush fund that Michael Cohen used to pay out uh, Stormy Daniels. See, isn't it nice? It just all ties together. You got, <laughs> you got, right. you got Putin and a pandemic and uh, porn stars. Everything that starts with P uh, is all. <laughs> And 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 there's even P. So you know, Putin, got a pandemic, lot. porn, and P. I think that's the yeah, name of the show. Exactly. Let me write that down. Putin, <laughs> Putin pandemic, pandemic, porn, porn and, and P. There, today's there show go. written. All right, our see work, now. our work, our work here is through. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this shell company, we, we're not sure whether or not the money went from essential consultants to Trump, but it's right. You know what? Again, we don't give Trump the benefit of the doubt here. We assume that, well, the chances are it was paid to Trump. We're just going to wait and see uh, on the proof of, well, of that. You which- know, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, even the, the smell of it, you know, even if you have no proof, yeah. uh, this tells you something about the relationship between Novartis and the president. Yeah. Right. So, so, so there's that aspect to it. Uh, this story is still being ferreted out. Uh, by reporters, and uh, you know, so I stay tuned. I think there'll be more to come on this story. Oh yeah, and in fact, the New York Times had a story today about how Trump reportedly owns a stake in a company that produces hydroxychloroquine. Trump has a small personal financial interest in a company called Sanofi, S A N O F I. Uh-huh. It's a French drug maker that makes Plaquenil, and that's the brand name version uh-huh, right. of hydroxychloroquine and that was uh, in today's new york times in addition sanofi's largest shareholders include a mutual fund company run by major republican donor ken fisher trump's three family trusts as of last year each had investments in a mutual fund whose largest holding was sanofi according to the times commerce secretary wilbur ross also has ties to the drug maker said uh, the new york Shocker. times today so several different angles here we have the uh, essential consultants michael cohen slush money angle with novartis and now there's this sanofi company no fucking wonder we had that episode the other day in the press room during the trump show where he got super creepy there was this one point where he leaned in and did this weird whispery voice as if he was trying yeah, to coax right. like children into the back of his van or something <laughs> like this. Let's see if I can, here's the, the right music. This is kind of, this is what should have been playing in the background when he was saying okay. it. And, and he was getting like all like hushed and urging people to take it. He said, what do you have to lose? I'll say it again. What do you have to lose? Take it. I really think they should take it. But it's their choice, and it's their doctor's choice, or the doctor in the hospital, but it's hydroxychloroquine. Try it, if you like. It's so creepy, so weird. Oh, my God. It was He was like one of the, like a drug dealer in some sort of weird 1980s after-school special. That's exactly your, the way he was. <laughs> your, your food will be tastier, and your teeth will be whiter. Try new hydroxychloroquine. 
all the cool kids are doing it. Why exactly. aren't you? It'll make you look really cool. And then you'll have lots of sex like Donald Trump with models. Yeah. There's, there are two schools of thoughts on uh, thought on this, yeah. it, just very simply. One is that he's just looking for anything to offer in the way of good news. But as much as it's been repeated by him and yeah. others in his administration, the other shifty characters around him. By the way, I wish we had a stake in him. But uh, <laughs> when you... When you look at when you look when you look at, at how hard they're selling this, you got to think that there's some connection there yeah. uh, financially. And uh, I, as I said, reporters are following the money as best they can, and mm-hmm. I think we're going to know more with a little patience. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think there's more to come on this story. Yeah, but again, it gets lost in the fire hose of news. I mean, hell, this is going to be a two, three day story and then everything is going to change and we'll be screaming about something no, else. I mean, that's what here, I'm here's Here's what happens. Yeah. People will be screaming about other things. But yeah. while they're doing that, reporters will be quietly working to continue to get to the facts and stories mm-hmm. will continue to break. And when they pop in the news, we'll all be talking about it again. That's true. OK, well, that makes me feel better. But it's here. While you're of- sleeping, while you're sleeping, journalists are working. <laughs> <laughs> little gnomes, little elves. Well, you know what? We also learn, and here maybe speaks to some sort of motivation here. Uh, we learned the other day that the Trumps are laying off 1,500 workers from the Trump organization. 1,500 workers are gone. That's an unemployment bloodbath for the Trump organization. They're closing 17 locations, mainly hotels uh-huh. and restaurants. Likewise, yep. The Trumps are begging, begging their creditors to back off right now. And the two main creditors they're lobbying are Deutsche Bank and and Palm Beach County. Thank you, Florida. They owe money to both Deutsche Bank, and we know they owe hundreds of millions of dollars to Deutsche Bank. And uh, I think they also, they're leasing property from Palm Beach County, and they so they owe on that too. I'm sure he means to pay those back. For Of course, because Trump always (laughs) pays his debts. He's like a Lannister that way, right? He's... Suckers. Suckers. Such a, such a big sucker. That's right. Suckers. That's right. Like, yeah, suddenly flashing back to G. Gordon Liddy every time you say that. <laughs> suckers. Hey, hey, suckers. All of you. He used to say that about the Clinton you did, voters you did, in 1992. You do that very well. That's right. He did. You do that very well. <laughs> yes. It, that voice is in my head permanently. Okay. So let's see what else here. The Trump administration waited until mid-March to order masks and ventilators for healthcare uh-huh. workers. By the way. Uh, before we go further with this story, I just have a little theory I'm going to throw out there. I don't think Donald Trump understands the difference between ventilators and respirators. I'm just going to throw no. that out there. Just watch his language. See if he like transposes those two words. Where he means respirators, he says ventilators. When he says ventilators, he means respirators. Just watch for that. But meanwhile, they they failed to order all of these ventilators and, and masks for healthcare workers. Uh, HHS placed its first order for $4.8 million worth of N95 masks on March 12, more than two months after the Trump administration received the first briefing about the outbreak on January 3. Exactly, exactly. The White House learned about this. The CDC learned about it on New Year's Eve. The White House learned about it on January 3rd. Uh, it took a lot longer for the president to find out about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they let him flounder until they finally got his attention toward the end of February. But even still, uh, it has taken a very long time 
uh, for him to face reality and to deal with the facts and to listen to the scientist instead of his stupid son-in-law. Yeah. Uh, you know, two, two and a half months wasted, time lost, and that translates into tens of thousands of American lives. Yep. This guy has allowed tens, is allowing tens of thousands of Americans to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, by the way, I'll recount it, the timeline of all of this uh, using a, an array of wonderful sources to sort of, you know, explain how we got from the White House first learning of this uh, at the first of the year to how we got to three months later. And uh, finally, some little things are starting to happen. You know, so uh, this has just been, this has been botched uh, so terribly. And I think with each passing day, people, uh, more people will see how botched it is, who's responsible, and they'll get tired of the whiny diaper baby on TV in the (laughs) afternoons. God, I really hope, I really hope that's the case because I think this is, and we've talked about this for a long time. Donald Trump is creating damage. Every time he, he opens his mouth, he's creating damage. Every single one of these Trump shows, uh, every afternoon, seemingly, it's, it's creating damage. It's just more damage. Here, here's the difference. This time a nurse dies, a soldier dies, yeah. your, your aunt dies, your brother dies, your grandma dies. This time people die. Eh, this was all philosophical before. This, right. this, whole, this whole debate on, you know, what's right and what's wrong and what's democracy and what's not and what's conservative and what's liberal. Eh, that's not important right now. What's important right now is saving lives. Mm. And uh, we can see who's not doing that. And we can also see who is. Uh, salute to uh, the governors of Ohio and Maryland who, while Republican, uh, have been months ahead of Donald Trump on this, as much as they could be, uh, not having the kind of information the federal government had yeah yeah and in fact you know who was on uh lawrence o'donnell last night the the republican governor of maryland larry hogan hogan that's right all right we're gonna take one last uh break and come back with more show dr oz in the news right after that oh yeah okay i'll be ready (laughs) right after these words You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. She never really cared. Well, I- 
One of the new revelations here, uh, Marina Rocks. That's the name of this recording artist. She's, she uh, sure does. Really great. Yeah, this is a song called uh, Shine from her Comeback Kid album. And we played, uh, I think, a, uh, a track from Marina Rocks. She covered uh, all along the Watchtower a couple months ago. Wow. And she plays acoustic guitar unlike uh, anyone I've seen in a long time, or at least since, like, Lindsey Buckingham quality to her guitar playing. Uh-huh. We heard that on full display last time we played Marina Rock. So just really, really uh, exceptionally talented. And I'm so glad uh, that she was able to submit. And uh, I'm so grateful that we can play her music here on the show. Uh, okay, so moving along now. Um, <laughs> don't worry. Don't be alarmed. Uh-huh. Because Dr. Oz is apparently advising President Trump on uh, how to deal with the coronavirus, how to deal with the plague. Because, of course, because, of course, he has a uh, Fox News doctor advising him on this. This seems to me as if this is a either something that he kind of uh, believes himself, like, oh, Dr. Oz, he knows what he's talking about. Or he's just doing this as a pander to the people who also watch Fox News Channel like he does. Say, well, Dr. Oz is a reputable doctor right well yeah before before he was on exclusively fox news dr oz was syndicated may still be i I don't know but he appears on uh or appeared on tv stations across the country uh but he too has been a bit of a snake oil salesman and so it's not surprising to see uh two snake oil salesmen supporting each other and and uh, not only does that irritate me but dr drew uh, also, uh, who's uh, had been pushing a conservative agenda back since his MTV days, yeah. uh, has has gotten much much worse uh, about that. And uh, these are some of the voices, uh, these TV doctors we don't hear. I would rather hear from Doctor House, frankly, <laughs> at this point, than than to hear from either Doctor Oz or Doctor Drew. They can both just shove it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, D- Doctor Nick Riviera. Hi, hey, everybody. Okay, so moving along here. Um, partly, uh, this guy, uh, Peter Navarro, who is one of Trump's economic advisors, mm-hmm. he's one of the guys who's pushing hydroxychloroquine on the president. Yep. In fact, he was yep. the one who, uh, presented in a, uh, I think a situation room meeting the other day, presented, uh, all of this alleged evidence that hydroxychloroquine works on, uh, coronavirus. And it touched off a, a gigantic argument in the Situation Room behind, between the yes. people who like hydroxychloroquine as a snake oil and then all of the medical experts. So Specifically, it was, specifically it was a shouting match between Navarro and Dr. Fauci, if you can imagine yeah. Dr. Fauci being that worked up at a meeting. But apparently it got quite ugly. Uh, Navarro, uh, as a footnote, is uh, one of the players in this, Alex Azar, the Health and Human Services Secretary is another. Uh, Peter Navarro is the chief, or not the chief, but he is an economic advisor at mm-hmm. the White House. Uh, that's who these fellows are. Yeah, uh, and and they're both. They have both done things since the first of the year that are both heroic, <laughs> truly, truly heroic. <laughs> yeah, and and insane. Exactly. So uh, I'll be talking this Thursday on my show. You'll get an idea of really some 
really good stuff that Navarro did and, of course, the really bad stuff that he's doing uh, in cahoots, by the way, with Jared Kushner. Uh, you'll also hear about Alex Azar and how he, he did good things and bad things. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's the psychology of this is always interesting to me. Yeah. Nobody is purely evil. Nobody is purely good. We're all sort of hybrids of those two, of those two strains. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's just interesting to, it's always something I've enjoyed, uh, studying in people, uh, Dr. House being a prime example. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty good analogy right there. And uh, by the way, buzzburbank.com, everywhere you get your podcast from Buzz Burbank News and Comment every Thursday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one of the good stories about Peter Navarro, the great irony in the fact that he's pushing this snake oil along with uh -huh. Trump in defiance of, you know, the actual medical experts, is right. that it was it was Peter Navarro who warned White House officials back in January that there was uh -huh. an increasing probability of a full-blown COVID-19 pandemic that could infect as many as 100 million Americans with a loss of life as many as one to two million souls. That's a direct quote from the information that Navarro yes. apparently presented to the White House again in January. January 23rd, to be exact. And right. He, uh, uh, you know, he sounded the alarm then and a month, nearly, well, a little over a month went by. Uh, and because of the sycophants surrounding Trump, it, the message just never got through to the president. Now, if the president gets a newspaper like uh, some people or reads news online, uh, he, he would know what was going on in the world. Uh, so uh, Navarro, Navarro wouldn't be the only uh, source uh, for that information. Navarro couldn't get through to Trump, finally met with him at the end of February. Yeah. And it, so he didn't even get through to the president till the end of February. By then, two months had gone by with no action by this government yep. at the at the cost of tens of thousands of American Jesus. lives. Yeah. Let's yeah. take that to the polls this fall if we can vote. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's another big question. By the way, I was chuckling I back there when you suggested that uh, Trump might be reading something. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. Silly me. I forget. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> you know, you, you think you for just a second, you think normal and then you realize, no, I, who, who are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in that January 29th memo, Navarro called for an immediate travel ban on China. In a second uh -huh. memo on February 23, Navarro urged the Trump administration to immediately begin laying the groundwork for a three billion dollar supplemental spending appropriation from Congress. He said, this is not a time for penny pinching or horse trading on the Hill, the right. memo reads. Trump uh, waited several weeks after receiving Navarro's memos before taking aggressive steps to mitigate the spread of the virus and would later claim that nobody could have predicted something like this. See, See kids, it used to be that if the White House were to ever go to Congress and ask for trillions of dollars for something, Congress would laugh at their face and say, no, that's too much money. We live in a different age now. Uh, the White the White House took a proposal of trillions of dollars to the Congress, and they laughed in their face, saying, "No, that's not nearly enough money." Uh, so things things have changed radically mm. in that regard. Just thought that was worth observing. Where do you land on the uh, the probability of there being monkey business with the uh, November election, uh, with regard oh, to maybe exploiting you know, the pandemic in some way to delay I, the I, election or something along those lines? I, I have to tell myself, I have to believe that there's going to be one and that it's going to be somehow representative of the American people. Yeah. I tell myself, and I think I'm right about this part, that uh, the majority of the American people are highly motivated to uh, vote this guy out of office as soon as possible. 
Yeah. Uh, and and so uh, those are the things that sort of keep me going. And answer your question more directly. Oh yeah, there could be more fuckery. Sure, there could be. You know, they could they they, they could squirrel the election somehow. There are lots of. I mean, we first of all we know we have the same obstacles we had four years ago: gerrymandering, voter suppression, uh, propaganda online. Uh, none of these things have changed or improved. Uh, have improved very little in the four years that have passed since. So we're already facing those obstacles. Now we got a freaking virus that's killing people. It's making people afraid to go to the polls. And Republicans have cleverly stacked the courts in a way that's making it impossible for people to cast their votes. There have been reports in trouble. They're they're having the primary, of course, today in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are reports of uh, flared tempers and disruptions. Uh, you know, we'll be hearing more about this, I'm sure, on the evening news, which more people are watching now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there, you know, there's a great risk here that uh, that we might not get to speak the way uh, our founding fathers intended us to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm of two minds. I'm just so ambivalent right now about uh, elections and, uh, I mean, related specifically to Wisconsin. I, I get the fuckery, uh, to use now the Buzz Burbank term for this. Uh, <laughs> I, I get the fuckery when it comes to uh, the conservatives trying to elect this conservative drudge in uh, Wisconsin and knowing that uh, you know low voter turnout helps Republicans. This is a longstanding fact of life. They they already have a five to two majority on that bench. What yeah. do they want? Yeah, they're just running up the score is what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Uh, the thing that I worry about is normalizing the concept of postponing elections. Not so oh, yeah, much the yeah. specifics well, of this series of postponements, but the ultimate consequence at the end of the day, and I'm talking specifically about November, this idea that suddenly there's some even vague justification for postponing the November election, and we all go, well, okay. <laughs> and that's what I worry about. And I'm, Yeah, no, I understand. You should worry about that. Some people should worry about that. You you in particular, because uh, you, you deal with the future more than I do, I yeah. think, probably, yeah. in, in my work. I'm, I'm worried about this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you are too. I'm not diminishing that. I know you're just as worried about this one as I am. I am going to make my focus exclusively on this one because how this one comes off will affect how those future elections go. Yep. That is, as you rightly point out, one of the big things at stake here. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, there's always the ongoing concern, even without the COVID-19 pandemic, there was always my concern that Donald Trump was going to try to monkey with the election using the courts somehow and suing to make sure that the vote count doesn't get certified in certain states, something along along those lines, something to throw the uh, integrity of the election into uh, significant doubt so that a certain percentage of American voters don't refuse to accept the, uh, the outcome of the election and maybe uh, regard Donald Trump as some sort of shadow president. I, I mean, I don't know. I, there are lots of possibilities for how this could all go down. Well, let's it's let's uh, have that fist fight when we get there. I yeah, guess yeah, my yeah. is my point of view on that. Let's just get there. Right, but at the, at the same time, I guess uh, hope for the best and uh, ex- expect the worst. I think that yeah, might be uh, yeah. that's, a good that's way to look how at how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Yeah, yeah. I I go into a thing saying this is going to suck. This is going to be awful. Uh, I'm going to hate this, and I get there and I go. Hey, you know, this is not bad. I'm having a pretty good time. (laughs) 
Yeah, um, speaking of, uh, of, of things that uh, are probably not the best time in the world, uh, Boris Johnson has landed himself in the ICU uh, with oh, yeah. COVID-19. Um, I, I haven't seen any recent updates over the last no. uh, 12 hours or so in, in terms of how he's doing, the Prime Minister of England. Uh, but uh, being in the ICU, not a good thing, as, as I know you can attest. That is um, true. Yeah. And, it's a, it's a, yeah, he's not on a ventilator yet. If he is, then uh, that's considered a last resort. But uh, again, having been in the ICU myself, uh, yeah, it's real freaking serious. And I'm also happy to report, Buzz, that you and I both have done uh-huh. the same number of White House press briefings as Stephanie Grisham, who has just been removed <laughs> from the post as press secretary for Donald Trump. That's uh, a three-way that w- tie. <laughs> right. That'd be zero, zero, zero. Zero, zero. That's between all of but, us. So. But but if you want a better count, uh, between the two of us, we have spoken the word monkey five times in today's show. <laughs> See? That makes it a perfect show. This has been... A delightful, delightful this is the best show we've ever done. This has been the perfect, <laughs> perfect show of the world because of the Indeed. monkey, monkey name dropping. Okay. Uh, now, now it's eight. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Uh, go right now. All of you uh, people who love monkeys like Buzz and go. I do. There's number go. nine. Number nine. Go. Can we make it ten? Go to our <laughs> Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Show to support this show. Sign up for our bonus content. You can do it for a little, as little as a dollar a month, or you can pick the amount that you want. But if you do it for $5 or more, you get bonus content in exchange for your support. And you want to listen to the bonus content because that's where all the action is. Way better than what you just heard. We drink. <laughs> we drink copiously. And we're all naked. In fact, I'm not wearing pants. I took my pants off during the previous commercial break. All right, that's coming up. Uh, postmortem shows coming up on our Patreon page. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank news and comment. Mark your calendar for every Thursday. You want to download the best newscast you're going to hear all week. Delivered by this guy, Buzz Burbank, at uh, buzzburbank.com, also realmnetwork.com. Everywhere you get your podcasts, you can find it. So thank, thank you for doing that. And uh, make sure to support all of the sexy liberal uh, podcast network programs with five-star yeah. ratings and reviews. All right, take care, folks. Bye-bye.